Hello there. Uh, this devotion is coming to you from the Stonefire community. I decided to record the full devotion that I'm actually working on today because this, the chapter that I was pointed to is so very powerful and it's very special. It's been a very special chapter, I think, in the whole church, whole of church history. So I'm I'm doing this as a as a devotional from the work of uh, Solly Ozrovich called More Than Conquerors, and um, the theme is is called the Hope in the Jubilee of Nature. And his first little quote is in Isaiah verse uh, verse one chapter thirty five. It says the desert. And the parched land will be glad. The wilderness will rejoice and blossom. And then the reading is from Isaiah 35, 1 to 10, which I will be going through uh, now. The desert and the dry land will be glad, and the wilderness will rejoice and blossom. Like a lily, the land will blossom. It will rejoice and jo sing with joy. It will have the glory of Lebanon the majesty of Carmel and Sharon. Everyone will see the glory of the Lord and the majesty of our God. Strengthen limp hands, steady weak knees. Tell those who are terrified, be brave, don't be afraid. Your God will come with vengeance, with divine re revenge. He will come and rescue you. Then the eyes of the blind will be opened and the ears of the deaf will be unplugged. Then those who are lame will leap like deer. And those who cannot speak will shout with joy. Water will gush out into the desert, and streams will gush out into the wilderness. Then the hot sand will become a pool, and dry ground will have springs. Grass will become cattails, and rushes in the home of jackals. A highway will be there, a road, a roadway, and it will be called the Holy Road. Sinners won't travel on it. It will be there for those who walk on it. Godless fools won't wander onto it. Godless fools won't wander onto it. Lions won't be there. Wild animals won't be there. They won't be found there. But the people reclaimed by the Lord will walk on it. The people ransomed by the Lord will return. They will come to Zion singing with joy. Everlasting happiness will be on their heads as a crown. They will be glad and joyful. They will have no sorrow and no grief. And here's the, the reading in the devotional. Enormous growth in the world's population over the last few decades has placed immense pressure on the Earth's natural resources. There are more mouths to feed than ever before. As a result, the United Nations has to keep developing new ways to utilize the world's oceans, seas and forests more effectively. It is very easy to become discouraged when considering these facts. Problems and difficulties seem to be increasing at a greater rate than solutions can be found. Yet the faith and hope found in the Bible concerning this is very positive. God is the source of new life, and not only on a personal and spiritual levels, he also renews the earth. The desert is glad because Israel will see the glory of the Lord and the splendor 
of our God. Isaiah 35, verse 2. While humanity may be at its wit's end trying to deal with these problems, this is not at all the case with God. He is still the creator and the renewer of life. He has more miracles to unfold than humanity can ever dream of. Some of these miracles demand skilled human cooperation to come to pass. When this happens, people can join together with nature as a joyous song of hope to the glory of God. In hope, the prophets looked forward to what they expected and believed God was still going to do believed what believed God was still going to do it in the future. Let this also be our vision and hope and expectation. Creator God, we pray today for scientists and technologists who are creating initiatives to sustain life on earth. Let us never give up hope. Amen. What struck me in the reading also of uh, this scripture was just the the absolute poetic love that comes from God towards us. And I asked myself the question, why? Why does God love us so much? Why has God spoken to us so fondly in his word, given us metaphors and pictures of the future? He's given us the most beautiful environment we live in, the flowers, the colors, the sky, the colors of the sky, the, the galaxies we see, the universe that we see, the things that we don't see. We know they're there, but we don't know whether we, what is really there. Um, God has created the most incredible beauty around us in the sea, in the mountains, in the trees, in the flowers, in, in other human beings. He's created us so beautifully. He's created us romantically. He has created us with, uh, with um, incredible, intense uh, devotion and kindness and creativity and artistry. So this this all struck me as I read these scriptures and I was reminded of, of God's splendor. So today let's just worship Him and give Him thanks for everything He has done. And remember that we are created from the dust of the earth, but God has breathed into us and He's made, made us a, a, an incredible creation. And he's, as His creation, He's redeemed us to Himself. He's paid the price in Jesus Christ, um, His blood and His body and His everything that He was on earth for us. He had to pay for us to be, become part of the, the family of God. So today maybe you're listening to this from somewhere, you've, you've come across this message, maybe you don't know Jesus Christ, I want you to know that God loves you incredibly, beyond your wildest imagination. He loves you with an everlasting love, a love that will reach from the beginning of the universe to the very end of the universe. That is how He's created us, because we are His creation. Unfortunately, we went astray. We got lost as we were deceived, but we got lost along the way and we turned our own way. And, and God then had to make a plan because we got into deep, deep sin and we, we, we became rebels and we could not hear the voice of God. We could not see God as, as He intended us to have fellowship with us. So 
the third thing I'm trying to say here is that God made a way for us to return to Him, and that way is the way of the cross, is the way that Jesus gave Himself for us. Only He could redeem us to Himself. Only He could buy us back. Only He could pay the debt, because we could not. Our sin, our sinful nature prevents us from buying our, our way back to God. What's over for us now, the fourth thing that's over for us, is to open our lives, our heart, our mind to God and allow God to bring us um, back to Him, to restore us to Him, because He created us in the first place. We got lost, but now He wants to bring us back to Him. And in love and compassion and empathy and um, divine divine initiative from God's side, He's come to bring us to Himself. So today, won't you hearken unto the call? Um, he's standing at the door of your heart, knocking, and He wants to come in. He wants to have fellowship with you. He wants to turn your life around. Um, one of the things Jesus said at one, one time in Matthew 11, He said, Come to me, all who, who labor on a, and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come to me and learn from me. Take my yoke on you. A, a yoke like a, a, an oxen has to bear. Take the yoke of teaching. Let Jesus teach you. Let us teach us. But let him restore us and restore the image of God in you. And you will find rest uh, for your soul. And thank you. And uh, if you've prayed, if, you've, if you want to, want to have help um, and need guidance, you want some literature and you you can find it on the site I think that you're on or wherever I've placed this information. If you're needing some help, please reach out to us. There is information in the description either above or below this um, information, this podcast. Thank you very much. And remember, Jesus Christ loves you.